It's time for everybody's favorite show about the great state of Utah. It's the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, free defender of all that is woman, Jeremy, the daddest of dads, Jessica, producer extraordinaire, and Chris, pretend radio leader of the show. Well, it's episode 202 of the New Utah Podcast. Um, it's going to be a shorter episode for you folks this week. Um, completely unscripted and unplanned because, <laughs> well, I'm just going to start the episode with this. We were supposed to be interviewing or having actually Sim Gill co-host the entire show with us this this evening. Um, he wasn't going to be interviewing uh, us. Yeah, he was going to be interviewing us. So we will do that sometime in the future. It's already rebooked. Um the reason we had to rebook that is not Sim's fault. We love Sim Gill, and he's freaking amazing. Um, it is sort of my fault. So Bree and I, in an effort to support a local business and um, to get our dog out of our hair a couple times a week and wear her out. Well, uh, that and to keep her from getting too attached because we're worried that she'll have, have some anxiety. separation anxiety when we go back to work. So we take her to a day camp. And we talked about kudos to canines last week. Um, and so we take her twice a week to kudos to canines. Uh, and on Tuesdays for podcast reasons, when we have guests and stuff, it's better if she's completely worn out. And so that's a great day to take her. Um, and then also usually on Thursdays. So anyway, I always bring her home because we was working a little bit late. Uh, so I went to get her and on the way home, um, I was involved in a five car collision. Um, we were, uh, Driving uh, on 47th South, heading westbound just before Bangator, uh, everyone was stopped. Um, I had stopped and was trying to take a drink of water when all of a sudden I got hit. Um, uh, just like a fender bender almost felt like initially. Um, and of course, I slammed into the car in front of me because we were all too close because it's rush hour traffic and you're bumper to bumper. Uh, and then I... I got hit again, and the second one was way more violent than the first one. Um, and uh, that was the one, like, everything was just, like, all over the place in the car. Uh, the dog hit the seat at that point and, like, fell down. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck happened? And then I'm pretty sure, um, because I felt another jump, and I'm pretty sure it was actually me. Um, because when I sit at a light in traffic, I typically don't take my car out of gear. I just leave it so in gear. So he has a stick shift. Yeah, with the, Jess is all frozen on me now. But uh, <laughs> uh, oh, she Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, it keeps like there's like little like lags, but then it comes back. Sorry. No, you're right. You're right. So I uh, I I uh, keep it in gear in my manual transmission and um, and just have my foot on the clutch while I'm waiting at the light and and then. Uh, I'm sure I let off the brake in the clutch just kind of instinctively like, oh, fuck, I got to see what's going on. And and boom, the car like moved forward again. Probably yeah, his car jumped. did not stall. It was still running, so yeah, then it wasn't running anymore. Pretty sure it jumped forward and stalled. And so then I was cognizant enough to like put the brake on. By this point, Phoebe had crawled into the front seat and was on my lap. And I was trying to call Bree to let her know there was an accident. Um, so after we get out, uh, I look and there, the dude in front of me, like his mom or someone was driving the car and he gets out of the passenger seat, just starts fucking he yelling. He was a big guy. Yelling at the people behind me, like, like really pissed off, like super angry. 
Like, what the fuck are you doing? I can't just fucking look at what you, you see, did. This blah, blah, blah. is not social distancing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out and I'm like, okay, are you guys okay? And they're like, yeah, we seem to be okay. There's two cars in front of me. There's two cars behind me. The girl right behind me, um, who definitely rear-ended me on her own accord, um, she uh, um, didn't seem super okay. She seemed really shaken up. She was crying, but she was out of her car and kind of moving around a little bit. Uh, and then the lady in the back, the one that hit us again, and I think at a much higher velocity. I think like full speed. She was not getting out of her car. She didn't look like she had any like external injuries, but they took her, they, they treated her right away and threw her on a, uh, a gurney and a C collar and took her to the hospital. But both the cars behind Chris's airbags deployed, but we think that Chris's were faulty. Something happened. They didn't, they didn't deploy, but there's a. Yeah. So I got a, I got a, air, a airbag fault alarm in my car. Uh, and I got to check airbags now. And his side, like the side airbags, it looks like there's like some dust and stuff where maybe they tried to yes. deploy, but didn't. For so some they reason. towed three of the four, three of the five cars. The guy in the front really didn't have much damage. The car that was between me and him, the front end. So don't drive Toyota cameras. Yeah. Don't cameras. get a Toyota camera, people. Because. <laughs> The damage to my car was significant in the back in particular, but like my front end was fine. Yeah, like it's like if you were just cursory just looking, you may not even notice. Like it the bumper's oh, no, hanging. you would notice. No, I mean if you just like looked over it, you might not notice right away, but then you would be like, Oh, there's something wrong. But it's it's so minimal. But but her car was smushed. Like the, the front end of her car was jacked up. And the dude in front of her in a Hyundai Santa Fe, there was like no damage to his car. So huh. Uh, or Nissan Rogue. I don't remember what he was in. I think a Rogue. It doesn't matter. But there was like no damage to his car at all. Like he kept looking at the bumper and I'm like, dude, there doesn't even look like there's a fucking scratch on it. But the lady behind him, like her, and she went to the hospital as well. Uh, that was the lady with the angry son, I'm guessing. Um, her car, like the front end was pretty fucked up. But the back end board. was a little bit damaged too, considering there's hardly any to yours. Yeah. And so, but my, I'm really not happy about the whole thing from a car perspective because the the two behind me were totaled like there's no doubt about it they're not getting repaired like their front ends were smashed like bad like when they pulled away the car behind chris from the 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 final car the last car it probably lurched forward a foot like it was Mm. right up that other car's ass and then when they were hauling it up like dust and all sorts of smells and stuff were coming from. Yeah, the I have like bad. I had like uh, radiator fluid and shit in my trunk from the car behind me. Whoa. Yeah, and so the back of my car, I'm pretty sure that's going to get totaled. So the the you know the crossbar that runs up alongside the back windshield, mm-hmm. it looks damaged, and that's frame. That's yeah. not a that's not a quarter panel. That's like frame with some fiberglass on it, and it looks really messed up. Um, on the passenger side and the bumper is actually pushed in, not like just the, fi- not just like the paneling that goes over it, the actual bumper and the so trunk's all and everything. Yeah. And the trunk's all bent. And like Bree said, I got the airbag deployment warnings and, um, I went to drive it. Like when we were going to leave, the cop says, so I know you got an airbag warning light. I would not advise that you drive it because it means that your airbag either didn't deploy correctly or going to or it's going to deploy and it's not recommendable to drive because it does mean that it's probably not safe to drive with that warning and so i'm like okay like well maybe i'll be okay and i'm like are you sure i'm like yeah i'll be fine and i go to get in and i can't get my seatbelt to like work 
it is like completely fucked up. And you can see like in where the seatbelt's at, it's all bent. And my guess is the side airbags did try to deploy because like Bree said, the side of my seat had a whole bunch of white stuff on it and I had black seats and there was no white stuff on it before, like in a, like almost a rippled pattern. And, and like when I was in the car, yeah, you know, all that low. Um, and, and like when I was trying to, like, I finally got the seatbelt to work after we'd already called the tow truck, but then like I could smell like almost like a, an electrical burning type smell, which probably means it tried to ignite the, the airbag. So here we are, uh, several hours past, like <laughs> two full hours past when we were supposed to start with Sim, uh, doing a podcast. Um, that's how much we love you guys. That's how much the new top podcast folks Love you. It's the middle of a pandemic. Uh, I'm getting in massive accidents. Um, it did work out nicely, though, between calling the tow truck, greeting him, having him load up the car, and then calling the auto body shop to let him know the car was coming, and calling State Farm to let him know we were in an accident, and to start all the claims process and doing the whole claim thing. I wrapped up the claim call as we pulled into the garage of the house. <laughs> but what was really funny is... They start your car, you know, to to get it off the truck. Oh my! God. And he was on the phone, and all of a sudden, he's like, "Hello, hello!" And I was getting out because I'd filled out the little envelope to, my... to drop the keys, and the guy's yelling, "It went to your car! Went to your car!" And I hear oh. him saying, "Hold on, hold on!" They're switching it. <laughs> yeah, it's like my Bluetooth went to my car. That's great. But so anyway. I love McNeil's, by the way. They tow a lot for AAA, and they almost always come when I've had an accident where I've needed to be towed, and those guys. Like all of the tow truck drivers have always been nice, helpful, kind, clean, friendly, and then like they just do a good job getting your vehicle where it needs to be. So kind of a little shout out to them for being super helpful. And I know none of your stories now are going to compare to my <laughs> story to start the show with, but I want to hear because honestly, the other stuff that I was going to talk about doesn't really matter. But I want to hear <laughs> what uh, Jess and Jeremy have been up to because you guys did stuff. Do you have the letter, Jess? Well, and Jeremy's is super funny, so I want to hear Jess's because <laughs> Jeremy's is fucked up, man. Jeremy's is fucked up. I got told this the other day. I see day. the letter, Jess. I see you. Black well, guys know already. Well, because um, you talked about it last week about the Lindsey Graham thing. No, I mean forgot. about the dog. Uh, um, so, yeah, I don't know why I got this letter. It's a big old fat letter. Um, when you open it up, like I said last week, there's a flat rate envelope in there um, already. And, I mean, this came from South Carolina, obviously, because <laughs> that's where Lindsey Graham is. Well, I mean, you're uh, his constituent for sure, right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> um so I just want to read to you this underlined part because I actually haven't even read through this letter <laughs> because why would I? I don't know why it's got sent to me. Um, Jessica, I am determined to do whatever I can to ensure Donald Trump is reelected the 45th president oh of God. the United States. And I've asked the Republican National Committee, the one political committee that can provide substantial direct financial support to help President Trump, if I can write you today to urge you to make the same commitment. You should not register <laughs> You Republican. should write, fuck you, what? across that <laughs> and mail it. And mail it back. I might, actually. I you might write that? murderer. I might write murderer across the front of this. And there you go. Back. Get some, like, uh, red food dye and, like, drip it on there. I don't understand how I, how I got this letter. Like, why I got this letter. I can tell you why. 
and why none of us got it because none of us are registered Republicans. I'm not. She didn't register. Registration <laughs> didn't through. Oh, I thought you I'm, did. I'm. I thought I did, but when I got that, remember, I couldn't vote in the presidential because I got the letter that said I was still unaffiliated. So you know probably what it was because I know you know some people in the political spectrum, and Stewart's probably <laughs> fucking with you. And I bet you Stewart <laughs> put you on some mailing list for the Damn RNC. It. Um, there's an emergency campaign reply thing in here. You can donate money to the RNC. Can you put like a maxi pad? I'm gonna, there? <laughs> I'm, gonna big, I'm gonna write a big old "How about no?" <laughs> and send it back. Donate a, just, a pregnancy just, test, a coat hanger, and a maxi pad. Right. I just am baffled. I don't know why I got this. So, anyways, I just wanted to to share that little little letter. Um, that is craziness. Yeah. I think it's because you lean Republican. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. so Republican. For sure. Okay, Jeremy's story might actually top my sob story. I got I to gotta start out by saying, could allergy season come at a worse time? I know, yeah. right? <laughs> it's not COVID, it's allergies. I hear well, that. I know. That's the thing. Do I have five days to live or do I just need a, an exception or a Benadryl? <laughs> that's why you just, that's why you just right? let go to the store. Because if you go to the store sniffling, you're going to get fucking looks of death. Oh, yeah. I'll get mobbed in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So poor old man Ebo, as you know, is getting old. And we've got him on meds and then we switched him to a different food uh last week an old man dog food so day two of the dog food um i'm in the office working this is over the weekend jonathan comes in and he's like "Ah, i think the dog is is sick i'm like what do you mean it's like well there's a pile of sick on the floor in the living room so i go down to the living room there's a little pile i clean it up i send ebo out i go go back about my day working the our we've got a Roomba and it's been running for oh I don't know an hour ish or whatever time that it runs it gets done and I go to pick it up and I notice under the table is this funky streak and I'm like what is that so I grab the Roomba I flip it over and there's yuck all over the bottom of it and then I realized that Ebo had thrown up under the table and the Roomba had smeared it all underneath the table and then when it was all up inside of the Roomba I had to like take it apart but you can't like just put it in the sink or something because it's, it's an electronic device so I had to clean it all out but it was everywhere so needless so to say we're not using that food anymore. Did it spray out like the fan? It must Roomba have. has like an exhaust fan and I've heard horror stories of like Roomba going over dog poop or cat poop and like uh-huh. just splattering it all over the place. Yeah, it was across the floor, and then there were chunks. So it <laughs> So why you didn't tell Jonathan to clean up the original puke is still beyond me. Like, dude, clean it up. Don't just tell me. Just fucking take care of it. Yeah, thanks for saying something. It was a little pile, and I didn't think much of it, but obviously the bulk of it had been under the table, and nobody realized it. And that's why you should just not have Roombas. Because that <laughs> that's happen. what I told Jeremy. I'm like, our animals don't have accidents very often, but like the odds, we have four animals. Like there, there's just those are bad odds. 
What do you look, you want to tell that story, don't I, you? I'm going to. Oh, okay. man. This is, this is what this episode is going to be anyway. <laughs> so speaking of our animals don't have accidents very often, last night, uh, John uh, and Jody came over to drop off a monitor and bring their new puppy. That I can't use because apparently my computer is stupid. Uh, so that Bree could potentially have three monitors, which that's unfortunate. But uh, so they brought their puppy over and uh, they they wanted to, us to see the puppy and let Phoebe see the puppy. And Phoebe loved the puppy and the puppy actually was cautious but happy with Phoebe. Um, but in the midst of all that, it was it was later in the evening. It was like eight o'clock, which is the time that the dogs usually eat and go outside and go to the bathroom. And typically when a friend brings over a dog after about three or four minutes, we make the dogs all go outside because usually there's some excitement pee and marking pee and things like that that occur. And it's just <laughs> good habit. We didn't do that. We forgot. And, you know, Phoebe is super excited and playing with the people and the puppy and, and, and doing stuff for treats so that we can kind of keep her under control. And she's doing great. And she's doing a trick for me. And I have her do a sit and I look down and, and instead of sitting, <laughs> flowing freely. And I don't know if either of you like are conscious of how much a dog like that pees, but it's a lot. She wasn't in like a pee stance so much as like half sitting, half That's pee funny. stance. Well, because my like, little dogs can sure put out a lot. I can only imagine what your dog can do. Yeah, what a 60-pound dog or what a 60-year can do. That's like twice It's basically Evo's like size. a person peeing on the floor. Yeah, so like... so. So, but like, what do you do? Like, it was totally an accident. Like, she wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to squat and pee. Like, she just didn't think about going outside and just had to go and just. She had like a little kid moment. You know how little kids pee their pants because they're too busy playing? Literally never peed in the house. She had. I think she had one or two little teeny baby accidents when we first first got her. When she was like 12 weeks old. But she's been so good. She's never had an accident like that in the house really since she's been trained and. So it was, it was a lot of people came up. Like, it was like, oh, my God, that's a lot of liquid. <laughs> and then, just so everyone knows, my buddy John, who's a very learned, smart man, has never seen a wet Swiffer before. Are you serious? Uh, she was, he was spraying the Swiffer solution on, and he's like, what is this thing that's, that has jet sprays coming from it? That's the best. <laughs> they're, the best. Like, they're awesome. I'm like, how have you never solution? fucking seen this before? Like... So anyway, that was our uh, that was our COVID. Uh, uh, so we we've been really bad this week because we had to go to St. George too on Saturday. But I will say this: we drove from Salt Lake to St. George, moved a kid out of a, an apartment in St. George, drove back to Salt Lake, moved her into a different apartment in Salt Lake up by the U, and got home all in thirteen hours. That's pretty amazing. And Bree's ex-husband was watching our dogs. Um, like she, he was just supposed to come over and like let them out for a couple hours, and he wanted to wash stuff. He ended up being at our house like most of the day, just hanging out reading with the dogs. Because why not? I guess. Uh, but then when he went to meet us up by the U, where Sean's uh, new apartment is, he just left the dogs out of the kennel. He was like, "Oh, I didn't think I had to put them in." I'm like, "But what? why not?" She didn't do anything. She only got into Chris's trash, and Chris is pretty certain he had like paper towels or something. And she and there did was eat food the on tennis them. ball out of the trash. Oh yeah, and there was a broken, broken tennis ball in there that she got out and finished devouring. But that's all she tell, got into. 
is a non-pet person because everybody knows you put the dogs in the kennel if you're going to leave. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole thing was we wanted him to come over to let them out of the kennel to go to the bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. why would we not want them in the kennel? <laughs> He's like, well, I think it's me. And I'm like, it's not fucking mean. She sleeps in there. She likes it. Like, if we weren't down here, she would be upstairs in her kennel, most likely, or on her bed because she likes to sleep there. Because our bed is like the most comfortable thing on the planet. So anyway, that was an eventful day, uh, an eventful weekend um, for all of us except Jess. Jess, did you make any cakes this weekend? Are you on no, cake? I have, I have one this week that I um, unfortunately was not canceled. So he's been a customer for like six years. So he's not having party? a party, but what? I was going to say, is he having a party or is he just going to eat it himself? Um, I assume he's not having a party because the cake that he wanted for his party, he's saving for next year for a party. So Is it a penis cake? Um, actually, it was. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a specialist um, with the erotic cakes. Um, I've only ever made one. So when you make a penis cake, is it a flaccid penis cake or is it a fully erect penis cake? <laughs> Um, both I guess it have depends been, on which which direction you put it. <laughs> I've only made one, and it was fully erect. And this one would have been as well. But so this one is actually going to be um, a Hufflepuff themed cake, which will be my first. So Hufflepuff penis cake. Does no, it have themed. white meringue on it? <laughs> Hufflepuff. Themed. The penis is for next year, you guys. I'm writing that down, though. Hufflepuff penis. That might be the show. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, the CEO, the SEO, we're gonna get on that. Um, get all no, the Harry I, Potter like porn parody right. watchers. No, Rob is awesome. Rob hi- hires me for at least at least a minimum of three cakes a year. So it was really awesome that he didn't cancel this. Um, are there any events going on, or are there just more cancellations of shit? Yes. Um. Well, I have some cool stuff, but so since we're all. Skyping from home. It actually started last week, but there's a new show on the History Channel um, about Skinwalker Ranch, which is here in Utah. It's out by Vernal. And I was watching it last week, and I noticed one of the guy's last names. um, And so I messaged my friend, and I was like, is this person related to your husband? (laughs) And he is the caretaker of the grounds, and he is actually my my friend's uh, cousin. So... That's oh, that's pretty funny. awesome. Small world. <laughs> I was like, are you related? She's like, actually, we are. So I was like, well, you need to get him on my podcast. So, um, so um, unfortunately, Warriors over Wasatch is canceled, which totally bums me out. That's the big uh, air show that's at Hiller Force Base every other year. So that means that the next one is not going to be until 2022. That's very sad. That does suck. Um, so I just, I wanted to, since a lot of, since a lot, since all events are canceled, (laughs) um, I just wanted to bring light to, um, local musicians and the local drag performers that are, have found a way to, um, put on shows. They're putting out their Venmo for, for tips. And, um, I've watched a few, I know like, um, Moses from, um, Folk Hogan. Folk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yep, he did one the other day. Like Nick does them. Um, just like a concert at home. Type yeah, thing. yeah, and it, yeah, and it's it's just an opportunity for them to still make a little bit of money, and um, 
the drag one that I watched the other day was incredible. Like, I don't know how they're doing it, but it was amazing. <laughs> so um, it just, it's really going to, it could possibly change just like the landscape of entertainment and how we, I mean, we have YouTube and stuff, but you know, who knew that you could have zoom to watch concerts, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. So yeah, don't use zoom guys. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> unless you want unless someone to like some of us want porn. start, you know, sh- showing porn on screen and yelling profanities, probably you want to stay away from Zoom. There are plenty of, yeah, <laughs> pretty, plenty of other, uh, you know, the other thing that I've, I've noticed just from work is, uh, and we've, we've seen an uptick in this. We were, we were reading, uh, is people trying to hack phone systems just for shits and giggles because everyone's, everyone's working remotely. And so a lot of phone systems, like internal phone systems, uh, aren't exposed externally. Well, now everyone's working from home, so you can expose them externally so people don't have to be on like a VPN to get access to the soft phone. Mm-hmm. But that also leaves you open and somewhat vulnerable because most of these phone systems aren't designed to prevent hackers. And so people will do like denial of service attacks. I uh, read a story today, uh, a company that had got their phone system actually hacked. They successfully hacked the phone system and um, were able to change all their call routes and their call (laughs) queue information and point it to overseas call centers so they could start taking calls. Yeah, so big deal that people should be aware of. There's all kinds of crazy shit like that thanks to to COVID. Um, One more local thing. So... We do have um, a lot of local restaurants and businesses that are doing curbside um, pickup and delivery. Um, like out here, the deli by my house that I always talk about, Six Sisters Deli, for a while they were using, I don't know, DoorDash or something. But now they actually have insourced their deliveries. So so they're employing their own staff. But Saving money on those fees, employing their staff. Like this is yeah. a great deal. Yeah, so the businesses that you love, follow them on social media. Um, like Pretty Bird reopened this last week, so they are open from, I think, 2 to 6, or it's very limited hours, and they're all doing curbside pickup, and they, of course, as usual, sell out fast. But um, Can't you, know, you order the, their stuff online too, Jess? Um. I well, you do you place the order online and then you go pick it up curbside, but it's only in that like limited time frame that they have. Gotcha. Um, I know the other day they were sold out in like two hours. <laughs> so um, Schmitz is still awesome. giving away their bread, and then they yeah. also were selling flour and sugar last week in the parking lot. Yeah, because it's still hard to find in grocery stores, which is. Mind blowing to me, but I believe that TP is so it, hard to it's, find. It's coming back. I, there was a bunch of toilet paper at Walmart the other day, and that stuff's slowly returning to shelves. And I think Bree said it best the other day. She's like, I think all the hoarders have so much of a hoard now that they're like, okay, we don't need <laughs> to buy more. Yeah. Or they're just buying like reasonable amounts to keep their hoard, you know, full, but, but they're not buying so like 10 packs the, anymore. The new neighborhood behind me, uh, one of the neighbors had their garage door open. We were doing our walk. Somebody had a pallet of toilet paper in their garage. Did you and I was thinking to myself, why would you leave your garage door open if you did that? <laughs> That's just asking for someone to fucking light your house on fire. Uh, 
Well, I don't understand. I I truly don't understand the need to hoard something like that. It doesn't make any sense. But like Bree said, now, like my experience in a store is everyone's reasonable. They take one or two and they move on with life. Um, especially if it's a smaller pack, you know, they might take two, but they're not like, Oh, let me get this whole thing. Also, most of the stores won't let them. So, well, I think, I think now too, with a lot of the stores like Kroger, so Smith's, um, I don't know if Harmon's doing it. Costco, Walmart, they're all limiting the amount of people that they're allowing in the stores. And I think that that will be able to like pace everything out. Plus with them closing earlier at night, um, those poor people probably just need to get back to normal. I'm sure. So I think it's good for the stores because it's giving their, their people who, I mean, let's be honest. We think about nurses and medical people as those frontline people, but the Mm -hmm. grocery store workers are really putting in hard hours and super exposed because when people are sick, they're still going to the grocery stores. You know, that's that's my issue. She works at Peterson's. She's put in more hours in the last three weeks than she probably has in the last six months. And they call her every day. Can you come in? Can you come in? And she's doing school, so she. Can't as what she can, but as much, but she's still going in. I mean, she's working a full day tomorrow, even though she's got classes. So well, yeah, the grocery even, workers. Yeah, even like like the healthcare stuff. So Sean moved back so soon so that she could do a CNA class, but they decided to have her be something called a TNA, which is a technical nurse assistant. Tits and ass. <laughs> but I'm not sure what the difference <laughs> is, but. Um, she'll be able to maybe probably even start working next week and yeah. then they'll do kind of on the job training for the CNA part, but they just, they need people. Yes. Yeah, she came out, they were paying for a CNA, CNA class and she was going to take that class over the course of a month. And then the VA was promising her a job at the end of it if she passed her certification and they sent her a message. I don't remember what day it was. I think it was Monday it was when she was here Monday. Um, yes, it was Monday. And, and the message said, uh, we need to make the class faster. We need people sooner. We're going to do this other thing first. You guys will be able to still work here for a slightly lower rate, and we will continue. We will train you on the CNA stuff as you're here, at like Bree said there. So, um, so Sean's going to end up having a at least a CNA when it's all said and done, which is pretty That's good awesome. for a college kid. Yeah. Well, and she'll have been working and, for the VA, which is awesome. Um, Jody yeah. works for the U and they're associated with each other. So she, she did a reference for her. So oh, good. yeah, I I mean, it, it's, it's lucky for her to be able to do that because it's, you can't find jobs right now, <clears throat> you know, and then there's, there's people at Chris's work who decide to slack off as much as they can. But, um, but like I'm working harder than, than ever right now trying to get things organized and straightened out. And it doesn't have anything to do with me working at home. Like my, my job load would be just as, as heavy. So I'm lucky that I have a job that, that I can still work hard at and get paid for. And I, uh, sent you a picture of the cats trying to participate. <laughs> and he's like up on the table, standing behind the laptop. <laughs> That's nice. funny. <laughs> so, Hey, on our sheet here, I don't know. I don't know what direction you want to take, but I do want to talk about the census because I, I'm really disappointed. I thought there was going to be cooler questions. That was the lamest no, thing lame. I've ever done. Well, it's just the census. They're not. They're always fucking lame. There's never anything cool about the census. But um, I did. I did want to talk about it. It only takes like ten minutes to do. Um, you should have already gotten like your third or fourth fucking thing in the mail on it. Right. Um, Except for when awesome. you have to fill out all your roommates' information that you don't know. <laughs> 
It's awesome <laughs> because it's 2020 and they're with the reality of the world, which is it's all online, right? And so the census is not optional, by the way. You have to fill it out. If you don't fill it out online, they will send people eventually to your door. Um, the idea is not to pigeonhole you into something, right? So the idea with the census is to get an accurate count of where people exist and how many people are in the country. And what it really does for us is go, oh, wow, Kearns is not 5,000 people, it's 10,000 people, and it's half Hispanic, and it's a quarter Native American, and it's a quarter of old white people, Like, <laughs> and there's no kids, so let's not fund the schools here. Um, that's not true, by the way. There's a lot of kids. But it, that's the kind of stuff that it's for, and it says, okay, so proportionately, uh, proportionally, this group is represented by this much, and we're going to, like grants is a huge thing. Like federal grants for the next 10 years are based off of this year's census numbers. And so if you want money for some sort of social services program, they're going to rate it based on how many people are in the area. Um, the way boundaries are drawn for political maps and, you know, whether or not we get another representative, which very possible that we do. We get another seat in Congress, which is a huge deal for the state of Utah uh, to get another national seat in Congress. And I mean, some other state's going to lose a seat if, if that happens. Like there's a set number of seats in the House of Representatives and they're just divided proportionally. So that stuff makes a big difference. The last time we had a census, Utah got a fourth congressional district. We used to only have three. Now we have four. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that happens. Uh, and it's really important to participate. And there's some pretty fucking sweet commercials uh, that are out there. Um, Samantha B's team made a, a lot. Really <laughs> fucking cool music video. <laughs> It's really cheesy and funny, um, but there's a lot of stuff. Um, there's a lot of commercials aimed at particular demographics like Native Americans uh, and Hispanics, because even if you're illegal, they still want to count you, um, and it's not going to have ICE show up at your door. Um, so it's really important that you count everyone. If you have 20 people living in your small home, you need to count all 20 of them. They're not going to come at you with any kind of legal action if you do. Um, they don't give a shit. They just want so to you, know. Your neighborhood alone should, should lift the number of people living in Kearns. Yeah, I think well, there's... Well, just our street, I think there's about 150 people. Yeah, yeah. There's three <laughs> houses that maintain most of them. And it's not because they're Mormon. <laughs> also, I don't know when any of my roommates' birthdays are, by the way. What? That, that's what I learned. You have to, for the census... Did you ask them? You, Did you ask You them? have to... No. I, it's, it said if you didn't know, just put whatever date that you did the census... So I just feel like that. How old they are? No, all of your roommates are like ten days old. All your roommates are babies. <laughs> yep, one. Yep, they're actually I did it on the first, so they're like seven. <laughs> seven days old. Yep. Yeah. So we talked to the census people at the last uh, soccer game, which ended up being the first and last soccer game. <laughs> um, <laughs> Home soccer game. For yeah, now. home soccer game. So um, we asked them because with the girls gone, we weren't sure how they got, get counted. So Cassie, even though she's away at school because she's living off campus, she fills out her census with her roommates. But Sean, since she's living in a dorm, she got counted with dorm people and we count her with our household, I guess. Um, so that was... Oh. 
We don't count her. Oh, that's right. We don't count her as, a, as our household. She resided in Cedar City or St. George. Or St. George. And so, but she just gets counted. I guess they must use the school data or something to say, okay, there's this many kids this age and whatever. And, and they just figure it out themselves. And so Cassie said that it was kind of fun filling it out for her and her roommates. Cause she's like, there's nothing else to do right now. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of the point, right? Like fill out the census. I don't think uh, you have a lot of other things going on in the evenings. So, um, only other thing you put, do I want to talk about RSL? What do you want me to talk about RSL though, Jess? I don't know. Um, clear. Well, clearly you're working today. Twitter exploded when they decided to furlough their employees and lay some of them off and Twitter lost their mind. With, with, so. Nope. RSL. And everybody was like, Deloy Hansen, you have money. Why are you not taking care of your employees? And then I left. Wow, that's but if you didn't read about it, then it, <laughs> it well, so then it, We could talk about it next week. One of the posts that I saw said that a number of the players were willing to give up a portion of their um, income to help keep the people employed. So, you, I mean, you, you have to – there's a couple things. One, it is, it is a business in a sense, right? But um, the players in soccer, they're not NBA players. The, the top paid player in, in, on Real Salt Lake probably making, I want to say Rusnak's probably making three or four million a year, maybe. Um, most of the players are making under six figures or right around six figures, like right around a hundred thousand or less. Um, a lot of them make what we make. Yeah. I mean, they're at the base salary, 66,000, I think now. And there are players on 66,000 for the first team for, for the main team for RSL. But the organization has a ton of support people. Um, and they're basically, they don't have any work to do. Um, but I don't understand how Deloitte Hansen can't fucking step up and not be a shit bag. Um, that's, well, a that's really, basically what the tweets were saying, like one after the other. So that's a, you're that's on the a same really, the, the guy, the guy <laughs> can spend how much goddamn money, like $12 million on a fucking on a dime. Coin. And that's what, the, and that's what they were talking about. But that's he can't what fucking take a $2 million hit to fucking help his employees. Well, and right. I'm aware of like an insurance claim that happened where one of his planes was damaged and he took the, the payout for the, the damaged plane. And then got a bigger plane. He's like, hey, I'll just use this and, and buy a newer, bigger plane. But well, yeah. I, I mean, the issue there for me is like, that's <laughs> just kidding. bad. That's bad fucking form to lay those people off. Um, and, and honestly, as a, as a season ticket holder, it makes me question if I should continue to support the team in that manner. Like it sucks and it's, it's going to be a hit to like people that work there, but like, that's really fucking terrible. Yeah, That's I feel like you're not the only one that feels that way, though. Like that, that really makes me question being a season ticket holder for uh, an organization that, that decides to do that with its staff when it doesn't have to. Deloy Hansen, absolutely, motherfucker is a billionaire. He can funnel a couple million dollars into his businesses to keep people gainfully employed for however long this takes. If it's a month, if it's two months, who knows? It's going to be until May at least. We know that. They're saying that like 
the they're predicting the the highest point for Utah is like April 24th. So somewhere right around there, they're thinking. Yeah, but they're not going to immediately have people go back or we're just going to spike again. It's going to take No, I know weeks. that. But I'm just saying like, so hopefully, like you said, the next month or so. So fuck you, Deloitte Hansen. If that's but, true. But can we just pretend that, <laughs> like COVID exists in my house so that I can stay home and keep working from home? Because I really like it. Fuck. I was in an okay mood again until you told me that. Jess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> you would have seen it because you're usually no. on top of all that stuff. I mean, to be fair, I've kind of tuned out from a lot of the sports world because there's no sports going on for a while. So. Right. No, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, like I didn't have my phone. on. The bear of bad news. Uh, it's not your fault that Dolly Hansen's a prick. That's um, true. Just reaffirms my belief that he's a shitty owner. Um, he runs things pretty tight like a business. There's a reason he has a lot of money. Um, but you think at some point a guy with a lot of money like that could be more like the Eccles that we talked about last week and not a shit face. He's more like the Ogden Eccles. I was going to say, he's, he's the Ogden Eccles. He's the Ogden Eccles of soccer piece of <laughs> shit. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Also, the Millers did the same thing, too. No. The Millers paid all their fucking people. Um, I know, but the Millers let—I don't know what they did—but they did leave. They let go of some of like the entertainment, like office people, some people from Megaplex, like those entities. But I don't know if it was the same situation as RSL. So, well, I mean, there are a lot of companies that are um, asking their executives and stuff to take pay pay hits because one of the things that we're not seeing immediately, like. Okay, so I'm in a pretty safe business, right? Like we do medical billing. But one of the things that we're seeing happen, especially in the month of March and now into April, is people are afraid to go to the doctor. So unless they're specifically going because they think they have COVID or a really serious condition, they're not going to the doctor because they don't want to get sick. And But so even means- think about like the little, like even not major medical stuff, but like simple well, yeah. things like Botox and things like that that people – that's still medical billing and they're not and they're not getting it and like like non-essential surgeries like any of your orthopedic surgeons your ent surgeons unless there's an emergency they don't have their office open we have like we have some of our braces yeah we have some clients that straight up shut their office down we were talking about last week we started jonathan on his braces but the the orthodontist is shut down indefinitely so and that's just i mean that's just an example of where like the business can't afford to be open because (laughs) They don't want people to get sick or they're they're like with a surgeon, like they're not doing surgeries. There's no reason to have their office open because that's what they're, that's what they do. Um, And it's not just that, that's just one example. There's, there's plenty of other examples where the, the far reaching effect of some of this is, is going to be beyond the entertainers, beyond the food service um, because as people can't go to other businesses, I mean, think of like a business like Ross, that's not an essential business. It's not open. All their employees, Hobby Lobby, things like that. Yeah, those those businesses all just shut. Hobby the doors. Lobby can go screw themselves. At Hobby Lobby, yep. <laughs> Talk about a dick owner. Yeah, he can fuck himself with his own dick right in his own butthole. Wow. <laughs> well, he's wow. so anti-gay. I really think it would be great for him to um, fuck himself, <laughs> just to show himself. You know, we're trying to turn him gay because it's a choice, right? Is that how it works. I guess. Is there a, is there a sense of like? relief when you read stories about people that say that this is a hoax 
or that it's because of certain reasons and then they get diagnosed with it. I think that's karma. I don't know if it's a relief, but it's karma. Or I'm like, I hope satisfaction, the... I guess, should be what I what I meant to say. <laughs> well, and one of my next things that I I think of is like, and look, I'm uh, I'll tell you because you know I'm pro-abortion. Um, I actually think like they should be one of the cases that dies. Like I I think the people that perpetuate that kind of bullshit deserve the worst of it. They deserve a family member to die of it. They deserve a loved one to be seriously fucking hospitalized. They themselves deserve, deserve to basically be on death's bed for all I care. Like those are the people that need to have it happen to them, but they'll come out of it and say it was something else. So they're full of shit. They'll just lie. <laughs> just a bad cold. Well, when you have a fucking president that berates the press for calling him out on shit, he says on tape. Right. And like, that are, that are saying, well, you know, the World Health Organization and the CDC and the NIH are all saying these things. And he's like, nah, it's just not true. <laughs> I don't want you in here anymore. You can't come into the fucking press briefing anymore. You guys are like, it's, it's, it's just, it's mind boggling that we have someone in charge of our country that does that. Why can't he just get COVID? Fucking dumbass <laughs> Britain. Boris. I've been wishing. I've been wishing that for weeks. What's his name? Boris Johnson was in like the yeah. ICU. The yeah. Prime Minister of Britain. Yeah. Yeah. He's still in. He's actually still in the ICU as of today. He's like a worse Trump, by the way. He's like the he Brexit guy. He's the guy that fucking pushed Brexit and like convinced all the idiots in England to vote for Brexit and still like for breakfast what yeah for breakfast <laughs> and, so, and like and like you I know vote for when, breakfast when Theresa May is like I just can't fucking do it. So yeah. why don't you try and do it, bitch? And do a better job. And he can't do it either. So uh, now he has COVID and he's in the ICU. And why can't that happen to, like, Trump? I don't know. Every day I've been listening to Andrew Cuomo's press conferences between him and Utah's uh, uh, epidemiologist. Like, both of them are so calming <laughs> and yeah. just very, like, factual that, Cuomo's- like, my mornings are good. <laughs> It is disappointing to see Utah in the same space as the other seven uh, states. The the governors yeah, have issued a full. But also, uh, nobody's nobody's saying that we do have counties shut down, and those counties are making a difference. Although well, Utah to, County does need to do the same thing. I don't know why they haven't. To be fair, like the the articles usually don't mention Utah too much because. Utah, well, we didn't issue an actual order that everyone has to. The populous counties did. You know, Salt Lake, um, Summit, a few of the others have, have really issued those those stay-at-home orders. And the governor gave them the latitude to do it and to enforce them, which was a big deal. Um, and to be honest, like, if I live in, like, you know, fucking Juab County, where basically my neighbors, you know, always more than six feet away from me. <laughs> like if I go to the grocery store, there's like four people there because there's only 10 in the town. Like Where I need to live, <laughs> you know, it's, but that's what I'm saying. Like some of those smaller, more rural counties, I get it. Like they're not really facing that sort of pressure that we are in the, the metropolitan areas here. But, uh, but all those it's, people have to go to the hospital somewhere. It does seem to be working in Utah. Our numbers are staying pretty low. We're not we're not ramping up exponentially like other areas. I do worry though, my accident today really highlighted that there was so much traffic. Way too much traffic. Even though it was five thirty, that was way too much traffic uh to, to be out on the road. Um and and it kinda highlights that I think people are 
getting lazy uh, and going, well, it's it's uh, it's fine. I'll just go to work. Um, I'll uh, you know do what I have to do. Go to the store, pick up a couple items. I'm pretty bad at that. Well, I try to, also, I've been trying to condense my store trips. So they've closed Bryce um, Bryce now. They've closed Zion. Um, the state parks are only open to people who live in those counties. Um, and my concern is that it's spring break and people are going to make really stupid decisions. I mean, I hope that they don't, but I also know humanity. (laughs) And so, you know, hopefully we don't see an influx because of that. But, um, today in Dr. Dunn's, um, press conference, she said that there will, that, the numbers were down over the weekend, this last weekend, but they usually will see an influx on like thir- Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, but she also said like, don't, not don't ignore the numbers, but stop being so focused on them and just keep like doing what we're doing, staying at home, like Chris, like you just said, just making shorter trips, things like that, you know, and stop going to freaking parks and playing basketball <laughs> i don't know well my i had a friend that went down to st george over the weekend not like you guys did not in a power trip um but she went to go hang out with her grandmother and her parents and they went to zion and they went to bryce and they went to glitter canyon <laughs> and I was this is like, not a vacation people well, no, and it was exactly at the time, like, I could send you the messages I sent to her. I was like, Governor Herbert said, if you're driving down there, you need to turn around and go home. And famous last word, she said her grandma would rather be bored, would rather be dead than bored. So there you go. Wow. That's a yep. statement. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's easy to say until she can't breathe and she's in the ICU and none of her family can be in there with her because she's got COVID. No, because she like, won't be I saying get it. anything at that point. She right. won't be saying I get, a word. I get wanting to feel invincible. Like, I feel that each of us have had those moments. But, like, right now is I not that time. Right now. I escaped. Right. You are. You just accident. escaped. <laughs> you did. For that, sure. You know, I will no. say this. I will say this. Uh, that's the first car accident, I like, moving accident I've been involved in as a driver ever. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I, can, I, I now can't tell when my, my daughters and Bree are like, God, you're the worst driver ever. I can't say I've never been in an accident and all of you have. <laughs> Because now I have. But technically, it was, but yeah. Anyways. I mean, there are part. Look, uh, I'll be the first to admit I was too close to the car in front of me. I could have escaped, not them right. get them not getting hit. But yeah, but if that lady in the back was going fast enough, you would have had to like substantially been farther back. Huh. You would, or you would have had to like for a while after I'm in an accident. Every time, like I will be pressing really hard on the brake. When when I'm sitting there because of the because I know that you get pushed so far forward, but like in Chris's instance, I think that the reason that the front of his car isn't so damaged is because when he originally got hit, I don't think it moved him a ton. Yeah. But when that other person slammed into the back and that other car was already near him and then pushed him, I'm thinking that that's it. And I don't think any anybody was sighted at the accident, so Chris wasn't. So I'm guessing that two people in front of him weren't, and I'm guessing they probably didn't cite the people that went to the hospital behind him yet. 
But I'm I'm wondering what's going to happen with like citations and stuff because that'll definitely determine how insurance pays everything. Because at this point, we just have to pay our deductible and and move along and see how it goes. But we might be responsible for the back end damage of the car in front of him as well, unless they can determine that, you know, he he might have been far enough back if he hadn't been hit twice. That it was physics. Yep. Whatever. Um. Yeah. So don't think that you're invisible. That's all I have to say. Just be In, smart. Invisible or can... invisible? <laughs> invisible. Both. Oh, both. <laughs> both. Both. Because. Because this will be over soon, and then you can go play in the canyons and go on adventures. But you. But we can't if you if you don't play your part. So, that's my PSA for the day. <laughs> Does anyone else have any fun PSAs? Because I think we're done. <laughs> I know it's a really short episode, but it's it's getting late. I'm sure people um, are sick of us talking anyway. Uh, yeah. So if you like what you heard, I'm really fucking surprised. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Stop. This is kind of a throwaway episode for 202. This is not how I thought my evening was going to go. I was so excited to talk to Sim Gill, the Sully County we'll District Attorney. We'll have our time. That dude. And hopefully I, we'll I've, be able to have him in the studio. I've said this before and I'll say it again. That dude is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. He's and awesome. that's not just like stroking his ego. Um, he is the sexiest DA in, in Utah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that he still has the button. <laughs> <laughs> I told Chris we should have name drop at this dropped at the scene and been like, "Hey, Sim Gill is waiting for us to get on the phone. Like, you guys need to hurry up." <laughs> Cops would have been like, "Yeah, fuck, sure he is." Because <laughs> yeah, have, right. have you seen me? <laughs> I don't look like a dude Sim Gill's probably hanging out with. All right. Um, but anyway, uh, if you like, please share, uh, leave us a, a review, um, drop us a line. You can find us on Facebook at the new Utah podcast, Twitter and Instagram at TNU podcast and our website, the new Utah.com. It's a pretty good website. Uh, lots of, lots of cool shit there. I'm almost caught up on one things. You guys. Almost. Nice. nice. We keep doing episodes without guests. You're going to get there. I know. <laughs> I've been there yet. That's awesome. It's super awesome, but I do have to do our recap about the Eccles last week. So, yeah, thank you, COVID nineteen, for allowing Jess to catch up to. Uh... <laughs> no, so that's the it's thing. Really Everyone's not like, all oh, "What are you and... doing?" And I'm like, "My life. This is how I explain it. Like, I'm still going to work every day. I leave the house at at you know whatever six forty five, and." The world is just like a whirlwind around me, like on the outside. And I'm still just like living my little like stagnant life. And people are like, oh, what are you doing? Are you bored? Are you? And I'm like, no, like. <laughs> There's stuff to do. Like, well, other than the fact that I don't have a commute, like nothing has changed for the really for me either. Like I'm I mean, still. The weekends have changed, but. Yeah, we're not going anything on weekends. It. We're going to soccer games. Apparently and... we're going to St. George though. And then this weekend, because her bed will be delivered on Saturday, we're going to help her put her bed together. So we've had plans the last two weekends to be out of the house. But with family that we need to be with. So. But anyway, um, stay healthy and stay safe folks. And, um, you know, trying to get into fucking car accidents. 